For educators on a mission to create welcoming and culturally inclusive learning spaces by prioritizing equity, the Culture Centered Classroom Podcast is for you. I'm Jocelyn Hubbard, host of this podcast, but also your partner and coach on this journey. I created this podcast to support you each week by sharing information and inspiration for implementation. All right, let's jump into this episode so we can get closer to accomplishing this mission that supports every student every day. I was actually going to talk about a different topic today for this live stream of the Culture Centered Classroom podcast, but I was unable. (laughs) So first, let me just quickly say my name is Jocelyn Hubbard. My pronouns are she, her. I am the founder and lead consultant of Custom Teaching Solutions. And what we do is we support teachers, instructional coaches, and school leaders through workshops and coaching experiences, through cohorts in developing cultural competency, prioritizing equity by really understanding what that is and understanding how to teach through and lead through an equity lens, as well as understanding the key components for facilitating liberatory learning spaces. And that phrase might be a little bit scary for some when they hear the word liberation, but it really just means freedom, freedom to think and explore and to question the freedom to allow our students to discover who it is that they are today and to decide if that's who they want to be in the future so that we as educators can help them to become the person that they are hoping to become in the future. Now, as I said, I was planning to talk about a different subject today, but what I what I have to do What I have to do is discuss something that has been all over the news. Um, There has been a school in the Charlotte-Mecklenburg School District in North Carolina that, quote, celebrated Black History Month by decorating doors to represent the period of American history when segregation was legal. And so... I need to talk about this because this is honestly not the first time that a school in the United States has conducted a reenactment of this type of history. And uh, it's unfortunately not going to be the last time, right? There was actually another school recently that was in the news, a school in Florida that had a daycare and they were talking about a reenactment in the two-year-old class where they had a white student handcuffing a black student in a reenactment of the arrest of Rosa Parks. This continues to be a problem and it's it's unnecessary to to do these. So the question that I am addressing today is why are these types of reenactments wrong? Because <laughs> I think that um, it's it's honestly a question that keeps coming up for, for people. If, if, if we are doing these type of reenactments in school, then there must be a question of, well, this, this, this is okay. This, this is not wrong, but it is. So first I wanna state that this type of reenactment 
is not a celebration. And it's certainly not a celebration of Black history. So, you know, February is a time, a month that is dedicated to the celebration of Black history, Black present, Black future, Black excellence. And reenacting uh, a period, a terrible period of American history during this month, it's just, it's not appropriate. So let's, let's save it for another month, not the reenactment, but if you're going to share about this time in history, we can we can save that for another month, uh, not not February. Second, teaching and sharing history is about sharing the story of our world in a way that allows students to learn from the mistakes made in the past and be inspired by the innovation and ingenuity and the courage of peoples across centuries. Teaching history can be very challenging because there are so many sad and horrific and terrible stories of how people have misused and abused power to accomplish a host of things. And, and I say this as a person and as a teacher who has taught history, tough history. I've done it. Teaching history can also be so beautiful as we look back at the progress we have made, as we identify the strength and the collective wisdom that has been gathered and used to support growth in various industries. So why are these reenactments wrong? They are wrong because they are encouraging students to physically engage in an experience that is demeaning and demoralizing. It invites the potential for one group of students to treat another group of students as less than human. It invites students to treat another group of students in a way that is disrespectful. It's inappropriate. These reenactments are unnecessary. They do not enrich the learning experience. If you want students to see, I don't know, authentic artifacts from this time period, take them to a museum. Take them to a museum. The school environment is already riddled with microaggressions and inequity and injustice. This type of display does not need to be added to the landscape. So if you want your students to see it authentically, quote unquote, um, please take them to a museum. Now, if you are still questioning why this is wrong, consider this. Go back in your mind to the worst experience you have ever had in your life and tell me about it. Now, tomorrow, when I see you, I am going to have created a reenactment for you and the entire staff so we can all learn from that history. <laughs> yeah, I am certain that you would not prefer that, right? That That's not the preferred method of sharing about this tough experience that you had or a way for anyone else to learn from that tough experience. And I would even go so far to say that me even mentioning that probably brings up some anxiety for you because I'll be the first to raise my hand. I've gone through a number of tough experiences in life and I don't want I don't want to reenact any of those. Thank you. It was it was tough enough the very first time that I did it. 
really would prefer not to re-engage in that way. So stop for a moment and think about the damage that a reenactment from a time in history where the majority of white Americans felt it was best practice to segregate themselves from Black people and treat them disrespectfully and as less than human. That is going to bring about anxiety and fear and a host of other feelings and emotions for students and teachers of color. So why would we do this? And as we're sitting down at the planning table and we're thinking through our units and our plan here, and we're talking about celebrating Black history, of all things, we want to think about the feelings that are going to be brought up, the learning that is actually going to happen. And when you set that down in front of you and you say, oh boy, are students going to be excited to walk past these doors that say for whites only, for coloreds only? I don't, I don't think so. I think that sitting down and having a roundtable discussion that, that understanding how feelings and emotions work, that that wouldn't be the go-to feeling. And then to think, what are we learning from this? What are students learning especially if they are so clouded by the emotions that are triggered from seeing something like this, it is really challenging to learn when you are in a space of overwhelm and anxiety and you are, you know, fearful. You, you can't learn that way. You are so distracted and you are, you are just trying to, to hold on until you feel like you can get to a safe space where you can release those emotions or cry or scream or whatever it is. So I want to just encourage you that there are ways to share and discuss challenging experiences and history without recreating it or without triggering trauma. There, there really are. As I said, I taught history and I even lead workshops now around how to facilitate complex and challenging conversations in the classroom. So if that's something that you are interested in learning more about, I am, I am happy to lead a workshop and to, to share that with you or to have a coaching session where we sit and we talk through what this looks like and how you can approach something like this. Again, not during Black History Month though. We're not gonna, um, that's not gonna be a celebration at all. And so we're not going to we're not going to talk about that <laughs> during Black History Month when we are celebrating Black history, Black present and Black future. I do also want to point out that um that this type of reenactment is is wrong because the teachers that are presenting this type of display, I guarantee that they haven't gone through a workshop like the one that I'm talking about about facilitating complex conversations and teaching challenging history, because if they had, that display wouldn't even be there, right? And, and so they are not facilitating a rich, researched, robust discussion about any of this. And there is likely not a conversation about Black joy or Black genius that has come before this magical display or that's coming after. There is just a conversation of how white lawmakers created laws for segregation. And that whole bit, as I said, and I'm going to continue to say, it's not a celebration of Black history. <laughs> it is a telling of American history because Black people didn't create those laws, okay? Black people didn't put up those signs. That's just, that's not what the way that it was. And so that is not a celebration of Black history. Now, the, the article about the Charlotte Mecklenburg School says that the teachers will be retrained. And my question is how, when, and by whom? 
I've, I've got further questions here. And, and honestly, if you're looking for support, you can call me. I will actually be in South Carolina next week training a group of educators, supporting a district that's, that's very close to Charlotte. So <laughs> I'm happy to swing by and discuss a plan for successful and sustainable change. And for every educator that is listening, this is why I encourage you to get into a community with culture and equity focused educators, if for no other reason than to be able to bounce ideas like this one off a group and gain some clarity on why it is not appropriate to put up a display that says for coloreds only and for whites only in an effort to celebrate black history or ever, or ever. And in that way, we can prevent the trauma that will be triggered for students of color and for teachers of color. And for real, for real, I want you to get into community so that you can learn and grow in a true understanding of culturally responsive and sustainable and sensitive and appropriate and relevant practices and learn how to prioritize equity and justice and belonging, to learn and understand how to teach and to lead and to coach if you're an instructional coach through an equity lens, because it's, it's, not, it's not something you take off, right? We're, we're not taking off our equity lens. Every conversation is an equity conversation. And we are always teaching and leading for a sense of student belonging. We are always teaching and leading for justice. We are always teaching and leading for equity and for joy. Because when we are centering and prioritizing those things, there's joy. There's joy. And every student and every teacher deserves to experience joy in the classroom and in the workspace. But we have to do it in a way that we are aware of our own understanding of joy and the people that are around us so that we can come to a common ground and understanding of how we want that to look in our school in a way that doesn't disrespect or marginalize or isolate any group of people. And it's a challenge. It's not easy. I'm not going to say that it's easy, but it is doable. It is possible, and we want to live in the possible. If you want support, as I said, I am happy to, to chat with you as a district or a school leader about the workshops and the coaching that I offer for, for school leaders, for instructional coaches, and for teachers, for the cohort style experiences that I offer so that you can get support. If you are a teacher, and you know that maybe your school is not going to invest in this type of support for you, I encourage you to send me a DM to go to my website, customteachingsolutions.com and look up ways that you can get support. I have an equity-focused teacher cohort that I facilitate. You can get information about that by going to customteachingsolutions.com forward slash teacher cohort. So I am, again, sharing this today because this is not the very first time that this has happened, and it will likely not be the last where teachers and school leaders are misinformed. And I always want to assume best intentions, but sometimes people are intentionally doing things that they know are going to trigger trauma and that are going to hurt people. I felt that it was necessary especially because this is Black History Month, for me to, to share some of the ways that reenacting American slavery or segregation is incorrect. And it is 
inappropriate and it is unnecessary. And there are ways that we can share about challenging times in world history, American history, your state history without triggering trauma, without doing reenactments like this. And I am happy to partner with you on that journey of discovering the best ways for you to be able to share the story of our world, whether it be in social studies or in English or in science or in math. I work with all teachers across all disciplines. I work with school leaders across the country in elementary, middle, and high school. So we're out here doing this thing and it can be done. Let's do better together, okay? Until next time, remember to seek joy, affirm culture, celebrate diversity, prioritize equity, and strive for liberation through learning every single day. You are the most essential tool in your teacher toolkit. Join me and a community of passionate, culturally responsive teachers in the equity-focused teacher cohort and community for answers to your questions, camaraderie, and the unwavering support you need as you sharpen your skills and elevate your practice. Go to customteachingsolutions.com forward slash teacher cohort today.